power's mind is more impressive than we think there's a series of thoughts possessed in a blank what we think may not always be accurate it's all about the belief that we have in our view how about a broken mirror brings a seven year curse thinking over it it would only make it worse and if dropping of words bring you good luck i wash it away let it be struck even the fortune favors the brave if this world is not enough for you make your own cave Hey everyone, I'm Priya Sachdeva and you're listening to Trending Diary the podcast. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. Today I'm connected with one of the most powerful women from India. The lady I personally admire a lot, Dr. Kiran Bedi. The epitome of power and goodness and empathy. A retired Indian police officer, social activist, former tennis player and the politician in the current Lieutenant Governor of Pondicherry. She was the first ever woman to join the IPS in 1972 and remained in service for more than 25 years before taking the voluntary retirement. But on 2003, Kiran Bedi also became the first ever woman, first Indian to be appointed United Nations Civilian Police Advisor. And during 2008-11, she also hosted a nationwide popular show, Aapki Kachheri. that you might have heard of and along with another guest whom we had hosted on training diary before mr aditya said an internationally acclaimed independent award winning documentary short and corporate filmmaker he has been in the film industry for more than 3 decades he is an academic consultant for the university of south wales garden wales in uk and the association idpa in this episode we'll discuss how this lady made every impossible thing possible in her life and dared to lead the male dominated field and more than that how you can use the principles of courage empathy to live a fulfilling life and also the some untold stories that you have never heard of also then we'll chat about the new documentary which mr aditya has recently directed tune in Ma'am, hello Priya. How are you, Aditya? Hi, ma'am. How are you? I'm at the top of the world. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Now that I'm supposed to say that to the women are really aspiring, seeing on the TV, I'm really meeting her, interviewing her. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the training diary, ma'am. Uh, to you and Aditya sir. Thank you so much for getting the time and joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, let's let's start with uh, you know for the purpose we are here. Uh, let's talk about the, your recent project that you are working on, uh, the documentary. So give me a little bit insight about you about that. Look, we have set a role model for the rest of the country. How public officials, when they work together, determined to can clean up the city. The government of India has been talking about water rich. uh jal niti jal missions we've shown the way by a by combined synergistic work we cleaned up the city well this i'm very happy because we got the energy 
from the source, which was government of India. Mm-hmm. And in government of India, the prime minister of India who wanted a clean India, Swachh Bharat. Then Jal, 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 uh, water sufficient India. So we got that energy. The wind behind the sail was him. Because that gave me as a left-hand governor of Puducherry the, uh, the, you know, the, <coughs> the power to assert, to say, look, Prime Minister is asking. Because here, <coughs> so why Prime Minister say? So they were all afraid. Prime Minister, and he is a close monitor, so he was monitoring the Niti Ayog. So I'm very, I took full advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. But I too was a very cleanliness-oriented person. I like everything clean, organized, neat. And fortunately, I was in a very good position to drive the change. So for me, all this was fulfilling my own my own need, my own ambition. But I was so well supported by the Prime Minister's office. And we cleaned it up. What you see, what Aditya said has uh, made into a film. I brought him an s- assembly, uh, you know, uh, literally a collage of lots of little, little, little things. He had to knit it together. So he's done the film. And uh, I think it's forever to see how we did it with nothing. No money. All community oriented. Did you enjoy the process of being into this filmmaking? Rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and also where you mentioned, you know, driving the change, uh, the kind of uh, place that you are being into politics, being into administration and even Mr. Alte into the filmmaking. These are the places where the big influence, you know, happened. Uh, and it all starts with building the trust, building the connection between to the people. So how do you do that? I think it's for both, uh, for Mr. Aditya also, because he is again into a profession which is all about influencing people for the right thing. And you are also where you're bringing change. But how do you set that connection? How do you make them trust to, uh, that whatever you're doing, it's, it's for their right? Because it's all about the right influence. How did that process begin? But that's what you that's what books are written about. This is what you don't write a book for yourself. Then it's such a personal diary. It's not a published book. Mm-hmm. Similarly, when you shoot something, you do it for yourself for your own memories. But when you do it, do it which is has a larger value, you film. But somehow I can film on my camera. But I need somebody like Aditya to put, present it in a manner by which it lives beyond. It lives forever. Films live for forever. Books live forever. They're there. And today with the information technology, thanks to it, it's there forever. It's all in the, all in the air. You just have to capture it. have the right password. Mm-hmm. And from you, Mr. Aditya, what's your perspective around that? That, that, that how do you begin the right influence of people? What's your storyline seems like? Well, uh, influence... One does not think about the influence when one is making a film. That's the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think about the film itself. The film, for me, itself is, is, is an end. It's a means and an end. It's the process of filmmaking that excites me. I don't necessarily uh, concern myself much with what influence I will be able to bring about as far as the film is concerned. Because every film speaks for itself. Every film has its own pros and cons, its own message, its own uh, storytelling uh, technique. As far as uh, the project with Kiran Bedi ma'am is concerned, this was a documentation of her work on an as-is-various basis over four and a half years in uh, Puducherry as left-hand governor. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, the challenge really was to understand what the process was, what what the uh, footage was all about, her strategy behind it, the way she worked with the officials, the way she brought it all together. Uh, sometimes she was like a strict headmistress. Sometimes she was very uh, cushioning and cajoling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, um, uh, a disciplinarian who got things going. And uh, uh, it's very, very apparent that before she got things going, it was a redundant organization in that st- in that uh, union territory. Nobody was really working. Uh, bring the right people in, make them work, make them realize their own responsibility. Uh, I, I think so. The entire film really speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. With the kind of work she's done, I, I didn't have to do too much. Yes, I had to go through really, uh, you know, tons of footage, TB and TB and TVs of footage, uh, to find the right uh, visuals, mm-hmm. uh, the right moments in which uh, there is a constructive work going on, and then try and bring it together in a story form. Uh, okay. So uh, my whole, the entire series and and uh, uh, the endeavor is to show change. It is a documentation of change mm-hmm. from nothing to something spectacular. And you may have read in the papers yesterday that uh, uh, during her uh, term as Lieutenant Governor, Puducherry has now been named the best governed uh, state uh, mm-hmm. amongst all, uh, best governed union territories amongst all uh, six union territories in the country. So kudos to her. And you can see, you will be able to see that in the film and the series as to how she's brought up part effectively because there is proper effective visualization and documentation of that change so the change will bring will be influencing the change will be inspiring uh, once people see the change once people see the process of change definitely they'll get influenced and inspired to want to do better things and good things for themselves so that that really is it is it is more like like we say uh, learning do doing is there for them to see and they can very well learn from it and, and take the example to take it forward. It's yeah. all about capturing the process. And I have seen the trailer, the video that you have seen. It's so raw. Like any other movie, there, there is a no dramatization. It's so real that one can feel connected to. Yes, that's Kiran Bedi. That's her work. That's the legacy she is, you know, providing to the world. So I've just seen a few clips and that was commendable. I like it. <laughs> And also moving to slightly uh, personal note, uh, what kind of, uh, because you have worked both into the police administration and, and also into the political side. So what is the change of responsibilities you have felt? And if I, I may ask, what is the most important, most enjoying part for you? Was it being into the police administration or was it the governor? Or was it being into politics? You see, police, uh, the administration as left and governor was wide mm-hmm. because you had the whole unitary and you had all the departments to work with all 30 plus departments which govern education police healthcare right Peter public works department art and culture everything finance you were governing and administering a state where policing was part of it mm-hmm. earlier I had a department as lieutenant governor, I had more. I had more than thirty departments. Now, I was when I was in policing, I was responsible for that department. Let's say I had traffic police unit. I was in charge of traffic. I had a district on crime prevention. I had a district, or I had the prisons assignment. I had the prisons. So I was very focused, very minutely taking care of little little things. 
of that department. Now I had 30. That means the same 24 hours get my full attention on all 30. So I had to live every single day 30 times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, <a good> thing. <laughs> That's the way I was. Because I just get, if it comes to my notice, it has to be corrected. Why are, otherwise, why are we here? So yeah. I would not uh, let it go if it's come to mind. If, there's no question of if. Because my phone was public. My mobile phone was public. My email was public. I had all open house where people could walk up to me and talk. I, every day as Lieutenant Governor, I held three hours of open house at Rajnivas. Mm -hmm. Anybody would come on a token system and see me for three hours, Monday to Thursday, four uh, o'clock to 7 p.m. So I used to meet publicly anybody who could come first, come first, sir, and get addressed. So they would come with substantial information. And I had this phone available, uh, WhatsApp could come, I had the email available, WhatsApp could, anything. With the result, I had a flood of information. All departments concerned. All population of 16 lakh, which was the population of Puducherry. Mm -hmm. Right? You see, I was multiplying my one day into 30 times. And I worked 30 times in a day. Mm -hmm. I found the time. I got the energy. That's what it is. You rise to the occasion. So there, if I was in prison or dead, I gave that 24 hours of the day. Here, I gave it 24 hours into 30. Mm -hmm. And also, that's commendable because it's all about the right energy. And when you started, I'm taking like a big, big, big flashback. When you started, was, was there any purpose? Like me being a young girl, you being on that time a young girl. Was there any purpose when you started into the place? Means what does that feel like? That Did you set any vision for yourself? Or... It was just like you enjoy being into power. You you was just uh, very much appeal to that profile. I don't know how. What's your mentality, mindset of being into police on that time? Because that was again a very you know uh, something which no one even think of that. Okay, this is a position I want, especially if we talk about the women on that era. So what was your mentality on that time that you want to be the odd one out? You want to stand out of the crowd? What, what was that scene like? What is the purpose of a good student doing well in a class? Yes. Number one, either is told by the parents mm -hmm. that you do well mm -hmm. or that child or the student is self-driven. Yeah. And why? What is the purpose? What's the purpose? Two purposes. One, I want to do well. I want to do well. I want to score well for myself because I have a self-respect. I have a, I have a, I see myself. Who am I? Am I a success or a failure? I see myself. Sometimes parents see in you and you do it for your parents. Secondly, you see yourself, right? Third is that I want to do well, but I love my subjects. I want to do, I love my subjects. Mm -hmm. I love studying. This is what happens in my career. I am not doing it because the Prime Minister wanted it, though he appointed me. I'm not doing it for him. I do it for my country because I am now Lieutenant Governor of Puducherry and I will not do it for Tamil Nadu, but I'll do it for my, for my territory. All that is required mm -hmm. not to be graded 
but that's my responsibility i've chosen to take it mm-hmm. when i've chosen to take a task then why should i do anything half hearted i should do well so it was my nature of taking up responsibility and give it all myself like if i'm in a, in a school or a college or a university or a tennis match i give myself fully i it made my parents happy made my parents proud but it made me happy with them because i felt success i felt succeeding i felt i have done well i felt nice just as you feel nice as healthy you feel nice when you score well but don't score for others you score first for yourself so this is what was happening in administration i was administering because that was my chosen responsibility and i loved it nobody pressurized me nobody told me nobody evaluated me nobody gave me awards for it i didn't do it for awards i did it to self award so it was for me a self awarding exercise mm-hmm. and also you mentioned about uh, our country india so if if there's a one dream uh, you will see for our country india i think it's for both of you you being into politics and you started being into filmmaking what's your one dream for our country what's your one dream for india run the country the way we ran pondicherry <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love it <laughs> um start you everybody should have freedom of choice to live the way they want to live and the opportunity to be able to fulfill what they wish to do okay uh, i think everybody should should have equal opportunity should have justice and be responsible not guilty you should be responsible for yourself mm-hmm. you should be responsible for your community you should be responsible for your country if you are responsible half the battle is won if you are mm-hmm. not shirking and passing the buck half the battle is won if you take whatever you want to do seriously and responsibly and if given the freedom of choice to choose and the tools to be able to implement what you wish to do i think everybody will be uh, will you know there was a book which i which i read when i was studying literature in college it's a book called bartholomew affair mm-hmm. in that there's uh, there is one line there's there's a person who's a governor mm-hmm. so that uh, uh, governor as in governing people not governing uh, as what ma'am was not a lieutenant governor but a governor who governs people like a governor <laughs> there's one line in that book which stayed with me since college is that a governor must first learn to govern himself mm mm-hmm. if you govern yourself governance is done so if everybody becomes their own governor i think our country will be the most amazing country the world has ever seen in the history of mankind uh-huh and that's my dream for india yeah applause uh-huh. for that and now what do you think what is the essence of freedom according to you what is that freedom you know to speak without fear free to worship in your own way free to stand what do you think is that what is the freedom meant to you it freedom means self reliance freedom means um where you're secure within you're not chained you're not imprisoned you're not dependent mm-hmm. freedom means self reliance mm-hmm. i rely on myself for my decision making and taking responsibility freedom to choose freedom for self reliance and freedom to take responsibility for my consequences mm-hmm. for me that's freedom and not pass it on to others and dependent no freedom is i take the kudos 
I take the book, book bands, I feed myself. I'm self-reliant. Self-reliant, but a responsible self-reliance. That's for me a sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. And if there's a one lesson uh, that, that you think, because you have, we both have worked on the global level, whether it's about, you know, being into the films and cinematic industry and you being into uh, politics and administration, you both have worked on the global level and you have a very large perspective. So if, if there's a one lesson of, of government, for the government, for the politics, that you think that our country, our people should learn from the West or any other country that you really appreciate what it should be. Or learn from the West? Okay. Sorry? Learn from the West? Learn from the West or any other part of the country and similar vice versa that other countries should learn from India. So what's that one lesson that other countries should learn from India? And one lesson that you think that probably you appreciate about US, New Zealand or any other country that our country should adopt, our people should adopt. So what's that? It depends on which area are you looking for. Is mm-hmm. it spiritual? Is it economic? Is it social? Is it into politics? It's political view, I guess. So are you looking at administration? Yeah. In administration, which they could, uh, we could take from there or they take from here? Both ways? Both, both ways. I think what we can offer to the rest of the world is spiritualization of administration. Uh-huh. What does that mean? It's, it's run on dharma. Uh-huh. What is good for the people. So go by our dharma. Dharma to karma. Mm-hmm. So if we can if we can offer, the East can offer to the West is karma through dharma. Mm-hmm. And it is not it is not parochial. It is on eternal principles of truth and service. And that's our heritage. I'm I was a product of my heritage. Yeah. I'm not a product of the West. Indeed. I'm a product of the East. And I'm a product of India, which taught us righteousness. So righteousness in administration. West as much needs it. World over needs. Who doesn't need righteous governance? Right. Righteous administration. What we brought to Puducherry was ethical and righteous and fearless governance. That's what's needed, whether it's in the East or the West. Mm-hmm. And what we can learn from uh, outside India? But they are. Wherever they have also islands of righteous governance, good governance, they also have. They, you have pockets of in the West, in the West, who also practices. Many Nordic countries do. Many Nordic, you have New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Example is New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Taiwan, mm-hmm. Uh, Nordic countries, they have a lot of righteous governance. Mm-hmm. Ethical governance. Mm-hmm. So I think we could learn which West. I would not say West as a whole. I would look at some Nordic countries and some countries uh, like New Zealand. They're, they're standing out how they handled COVID fearlessly, ethically, well. There are a few countries and there are islands of good governance. So I think it's a mutual need mm-hmm. of learning. We learn from them. They learn from them. They have their own uh, ways of living. They got many, many more resources. Financially, they are technologically, financially, they are far ahead of us. Yeah. But we are catching up a lot. We're catching up a lot. We go by more of human effort. Yeah. They go for more technological transparency. Yeah. It's, it's because of the population we have. 
Yeah, but then also not only the population, the challenge is very high. Yeah. But we are catching up. They, they were they went ahead in economic development. Yeah. Technologically development, they went far ahead because they have they are financially wealthier. We are not what? financially wealthier. What is the gap? demographically. Yeah. What do you think? There's a gap. You mentioned it so right, and this is something even I thought when it comes to the you know we think of that okay, US is very smart in business because there's a, lots of Western influence, whether it's via social media or any other thing. So, what do you think? Why is that financial gap? Continuing from your last question, what I've been observing, having worked. overseas as well mm-hmm. is that while india of old days were building temples and some of the world's la- most beautiful ar- uh, architectural temples they were building one of the largest road bridges mm-hmm. the west was building highways mm-hmm. bridges mm-hmm. trains mm-hmm. we were building temples we were building they were setting up harvards yeah and the yales Yeah, we were building temples again, or sarais, right? We had one Nalanda which got destroyed. Finished, finished. See the point. We were building bridges. Today, you know what India is doing? Now India is doing both, but it still builds temples. Yeah, it still builds lots of into temples, statues, memorials, but also now building medical colleges. First time. last one year i've seen suddenly a spate of six medical colleges inaugurated or launched for let's say one state uttar pradesh otherwise six was like a whole whole country for many years why did we starve ourselves so much we were short on very short sighted on certain policies mm-hmm. medical why did we suffer the second half of covid so much because we were short of medical resources what's your problem why can't we have a medical college with every large hospital private or uh, government it can be a practicing hospital it was not the vision whereas overseas the investments were more into this kind of infrastructure while we were into more of all of religious infrastructures mm-hmm. but we are still building look how big ayodhya temple is being built yes. another marvel of the world you see and the whole uh, thing being refurbished of buddha's pilgrimages you can come and do the buddha there's also going to be ram yatras see that's so much into our grain but now they're striking a balance more and more but we still need to further invest into this kind of infrastructure which raises human quality not just the human spirit yes but the human quality mm-hmm. that's that's those are money spinning those are money see when you have a highway better roads better trains economic development economic development means more money more wealth here it's more of spiritual wealth yes there it's economic wealth today india is building up technologically india will catch up another 20 20 30 years you'll see it will catch up it will catch up yes. but it is naturally behind it's catching up but i would say right off another trend india's driving a good balance in the national education policy where indian spiritual knowledge now is being imbibed but it will take you two generations because before you start saying i'm so happy i've got both the wealth i've got technology i've got material technology and i've got spiritual technology both which the world in the west will follow after another 20 30 years west will look up to india for this wealth 
you'll see and and what's your point of view mr aditya when we because you have been into the storytelling world what do you think uh, what what cinema is supposed to learn i don't know what cinema but uh, as far as systems are concerned i mm-hmm. i would like to uh, sure systems we as a system are reactionary mm-hmm. there is the west to a large extent is anticipatory mm-hmm. they are able to look forward look ahead and plan ahead for the given populace at any point in time in any sector what may be needed 20 30 40 years down the line mm-hmm. uh, so prepared yes they are definitely economically well endowed uh those uh, civilizations have have uh, built themselves up well as far as money and the rest is concerned of course a lot of the money they got was by colonizing us or countries like us uh, most of the western countries have made their wealth by colonization but having said that i think the primary difference in approach is uh if i may say uh intellectual versus emotional we are an emotional people we're a reactionary people we believe in jo hoga dekhi jayegi you know bhagwan hai we 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 will manage it kuch na kuch ho jayega but we don't necessarily plan ahead we don't necessarily think ahead yes things are changing yes things are things are getting better uh, we are a 75 year old country uh, we could have done better uh, earlier mm-hmm. but we are slowly dropping into a better better country but uh, this our as as a people we do not believe in planning ahead or mm-hmm. thinking ahead we're very now we're very uh, uh immediate we live in the present rather than in the future mm-hmm. uh so we as a system as a people we don't have the wherewithal of planning 20 30 40 years ahead. we don't have the vision so we're not futuristic uh, i think i think primary thing we should be learning uh from other systems who have planned 50 years ahead 40 years ahead even before uh, uh you know any crisis hit them or even before they were out of resources for their population uh and we we grew as a population unfortunately we did not grow enough to uh support and to uh, uh to uh, give the kind of infrastructure and administration that the population needed to fulfill all their needs as as per the growth of the people as per the numbers as per the sectors the requirements of the various sectors from education to health to you know employment to so on and so forth industry so on and so forth so we are now kind of trying to reach a level where we can balance the two things out so i i think the same thing applies to 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 cinema the same thing applies to storytelling the same thing applies to the way we think our mindsets and how we take it forward uh, which is one one primary reason i'd say in, in cinema if you look at the difference is that science fiction as a genre does not does not exist in india to a large extent we don't we don't have too many uh, science fiction stories we don't have too many stories which necessarily look at the future we have a lot of stories that look at the past which are mythological which yeah. come from our epic from come it from is. our stories of you know the folklore and and the gods and the goddesses and so on and so forth but we don't have we don't have stories that 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 look 50 years 40 years 100 years ahead or, or what may be that itself tells you that our our tradition our past our present is more important to us than what may be tomorrow mm-hmm. i think that 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 fundamentally is the is the real difference that we don't necessarily plan ahead think ahead which we probably need to do more to develop to i mean we're already a population of 1.4 billion i believe 
every second every 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 2 seconds a child is born in india mm-hmm. so uh, you know you, can you imagine what it will be like say 20 30 40 years from now it will be massive right the amount of people that they will be jostling for the same space mm-hmm. so we need to become a system which is more uh fu- planning for the future which is more anticipatory of what may be the next crisis and put together the right kind of structure and, and i think eventually that will influence our storytelling also mm-hmm. and one thing that you and Kiran ma'am both have mentioned a term of you know being into now where we practice more spirituality where more logistic people uh, so one thing uh, i have just uh, came across with your ted talk ma'am nothing nothing made me more happy when you shared the story about the prisoners where you worked with the prisoners one it, it definitely shows lots of courage daring which i'm great fan of yours one of, one of the many many reasons and another where you mentioned that you had introduced prayers where you had introduced uh, you know meditation in the prison i think it's itself a very alien concept like saying to an uh, criminal that let's do prayer let's do meditation it's going to change you you introduce education you introduce the right things many many right things you dare to do that and you literally turn into actions so how does that seem like firstly i want to understand your experience for the meditation because it's it's a thing that you know which i am trying to adapt in my life and what was your experience on that time what does that seem like to you that how it transform people from you and for the other people as well because you have observed it personally well if you've grown up knowing yourself observing yourself watching yourself and watching others and then going to law enforcement you observe you're a product of your mind hmm. you're a product of your thoughts sometimes they and it's your thoughts which drive you for all action so you think and you commit a crime you think and you do a good deed so it's a it's a twist of a wrist as it said it's it you you take or you give it's a twist of the wrist right you can feed a person and you can kill a person with the twist of a wrist so when i when i believe that when i went into this prison assignment what is my responsibility nobody told me what is your job what was my job but my mind told me work on their minds help them clean up their minds mm-hmm. because crime is a product of your mind crime is a product of thing you want its greed is in the mind violence is in the mind right it's all bad language is coming through the mind using your tongue it's all in the mind is not through your stomach stomach only f- digests your food it's a mind which generates your thoughts so i tried to clean up the prison by working on the mind i'm not a psychologist but i understand as a lay person that all my if this is the way i think so do the others and then as a police officer i used to always try and find out kyun kiya crime kyun kiya kyun kiya because i wanted crime prevention strategies to come from them so as a police officer jahan pe koi chori karta tha koi kaam karta tha i used to go and say kyun kiya tha kaise hua kyun kiya mere doston ne kaha mujhe ye chahiye tha unne mere se ye kiya 101 reasons but it all your mind 
So we gave them an environment of observing their mind, thinking about what they, thinking about what they're thinking. They need to think what they are thinking. Mm-hmm. I I made them understand that you are two people. Remember, in purane zamane ki Hema Malini pictures, Hema Malini, if she did, she had a problem with a boyfriend. What would she do? She, and she couldn't talk to anybody else. So Hema Malini would go and stand near the mirror. Usne mujhe ye kaha, aur maine usko ye kaha. To kya karna chahiye tha? So the shisha would speak to her. Means she would speak to each other as two persons. Yeah. She. Every one of is is so think about it. So I told them the strategy. अपना शीशा देखो अपने आप से बात करो मैंने क्राइम किया तो तू उसको बोल वो पूछ रहा तू से क्यों किया ऐसे करना जरूरी था क्या मैं जवाब दूंगी नहीं हाँ जरूरी था so you know they used to quarrel with their own self this a stage came when they start to become self observant start to listen to each other themselves mm-hmm. so that's what meditation was so i tried to bring in the prison all that would go clean up their mind and bring more better thoughts push the negative bring the positive push out the negative bring in the positive so schooling in the morning pravachan in the afternoon sports in the evening satsang at night in the evening then meditation programs everything which is an environment of joy and self reflection uh-huh. that's all it didn't cost me anything know. you know you can run the prison clean up the prison only by this also also by this just this if the seniors walk the prisons and encourage these kinds of things i have done it at zero budget mm-hmm. 10000 prisoners all had a school class 10000 prisoners all had bags and copy books and pencils all by donated school books used school books were asked for so tell me why what's the problem it was all coming out of why one responsibility what am i here for like in pondicherry administration i'm for good governance in prisons i'm for responsible behavior after they leave all that goes into it went into that and meditation was part of the tools to meet that objective hmm. I, I don't know. I I just want to add one comment only. If women can think that, I don't know if any other person have ever done that. Uh, but you know, to carry that kind of empathy, to carry that kind of joy, and the things that you said, self reflection, whether even it's shown in the movie for the Hema Malini, and you doing great things in the real world. I don't know. I'm biased, but I am biased. It, it's just a women can do like you. <laughs> Uh, Aditya will confirm or deny. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to the episode, and I'm overwhelmed by your love because every time you come and listen to our episode, listen to our conversation, which led us to create more, to bring more amazing people, ideas, and story on the show. I need your love more. I need your presence more. So just share the episodes, subscribe, and do leave a review on Apple Podcast. That will help us to know what do you think and how we can improve it better with your service. And there's one thing that I'm always curious to know from my guest, ma'am. What is the one trend that you really want to see more evolving in the new world, or what is the one trend that you really think that should be more embraced in the new era?
I if I would ask me off the off the head is I think what really entertains me is inspiring lives as documentaries. That is the one trend that you want to see more evolved. Yeah, yeah. Or let's or, dig out some great the you know the uh, the uh, inspiring live stories made into dog. Like for instance, I love I love the um, uh, the legends of the BBC, which does they've got Gautam the Buddha and uh, Nietzsche and many others. I think I just love those. We can see them again and again. Karl Marx, all of them. Now these are really informative. They are like they're changing, life changing. So I've seen the BBC series, but there is nothing after that. I love to see those series. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a need. That's my need. Mm-hmm. See lives. And any any trend that sir you want to come up with? Because I have asked this question again, but I want to you know because again the time changing thing. Any trend that you want to see more evolving? Um. Yeah. Definitely more realistic films. Uh, whether fiction or non-fiction, uh, films that reflect life, films that make you think, uh, films that give you food for thought while entertaining you. Uh, not that I have anything against films that only entertain you. That is fine. Those are those also have a place and uh, you know definitely uh, solve uh, serve a purpose. But uh, films that are more reflective. I think. I think uh, especially for the youth of today, they need to start thinking more. uh beyond just themselves so i i think they need to view content and engage with content which makes them think about life outside of themselves and their own needs so i would definitely like to see more and more of that happening and i think the ott space is somewhere definitely bridging that gap of bringing in content to a large extent which is making people think which is which is very very important and which is missing because life is so difficult for everyone especially for younger generation like you and younger than you is that uh, you know you're so self obsessed and you need to think so much for yourself to be able to do what you want to do you don't necessarily think outside the same thing comes back to the empathy question is that you're so self obsessed you're not necessarily empathetic to the rest of the world you're only empathetic to yourself so yeah i i think films that make you think mm-hmm. films that make you reflect and films that make you understand life at a, in an in a larger perspective that give you the big picture and that's very very important yeah and that makes lots of sense I guess thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much for getting out the time. Thank you so much, sir, for the connection, and it's wonderful to have you. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much, Priya. Bye bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Priya. Bye. Thank you, ma'am. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful people, for listening. I hope you get some value today and enjoy the episode. And we are just able to add one percent for your larger perspective of the world. And if you have some ideas or surprise story to share, do DMS at the Instagram page of Trending Tayo. Also, believe that you might like to participate in a free giveaway where you can get some free, amazing, surprising gifts and fashion clothes. Hurry it up because we are going to end the giveaway. soon after the festive season might be in the first week of the summer so you have very few days left the only thing you're supposed to do is listen to the episode screenshot whatever you find the best one according to you and tag us on this rampage pretty tight fast and and do not forget to check out our new youtube channel the trending daddy show where you can enjoy the snippets in the virtual form conversation with the guest and much much more i'll see you soon in the next episode till then stay tuned and
corpo e acessório.